0: Let us stand to hear the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said to them, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast... Anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. We began our service this evening with the invitation to the observance of a holy Lent. An observance characterized by self-examination and repentance, by prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, and by reading and meditating on God's holy word. These are not disciplines that earn us holy points. In fact, our readings from the gospel and from Isaiah remind us that we engage in the Lenten disciplines in order to serve others rather than to be seen by others. These disciplines of self-examination and repentance, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, and reading and meditating on God's holy word, in fact, prepare us to receive what is ever-present. They prepare us to receive God's grace. And I invite you and encourage you to consider ways in which you might take on the disciplines of prayer and reading scripture of fasting and tangible acts of love to those who are in need during this Lenten season. And I want to focus our time this evening on the call to self-examination and repentance. Earlier this year, we were visiting my parents. And they have one of the little Keurig coffee makers. They also have very square mugs. One morning, I was at the little machine, and I put in the pod, and I put my mug under the spout, and I hit the button. The machine gave that wonderful little sound that says, coffee is coming. And then coffee started splashing everywhere. See, I placed my mug in the machine upside down. (laughs) Often are we that way with God's grace, his ever abundant grace pouring out in our cup turned upside down, refusing to be filled. The invitation to self-examination is the invitation to observe the ways in which our cups are turned upside down, and the invitation to repentance is the invitation to turn the mug right side up. On Wednesday evenings, our Bible study has been walking through the first epistle of St. John. And as we've explored John, I've come to see that for John, there are really only three ways in which we sin. Three ways in which we turn our cups upside down. Three ways in which we resist God's grace. We deny that Jesus is the Christ. We make idols. And we're unloving to ourselves, to others, and to the Holy God. Self examination invites us to ask where am I seeking sovereignty, wholeness, healing, and peace apart from the only one who can bring these things? Where am I denying that Jesus is the Christ? Repentance invites us to turn once more to Jesus as the Christ. Self-examination invites us to ask, in what ways am I seeking identity worth and value in anything other than my identity as a beloved child of God? What idols am I creating? Repentance invites us to set aside these idols, to receive God's love and affirmation. Self-examination invites us to ask, in what ways am I allowing fear, shame, bitterness, envy, anger, selfishness, or unforgiveness to prevent me from receiving God's love for me, from expressing God's love for others, and from abiding in God's love? In what ways am I practicing unlove? Repentance invites us to return to love. In a few minutes, I'll invite you to come forward and receive ashes on your forehead in the sign of a cross. And I'll speak these words, remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. This reminder of the finite and fleeting time that we spend in this earthly body is an invitation to consider what is truly important. And enduring, an invitation to consider the false promises of the kingdoms of this world compared to the certainty of the kingdom of God. And shortly after the imposition of ashes, we'll pray together a litany that will name some pretty specific ways in which we deny the sovereignty of Jesus and seek our identity in idols and participate in the unloving ways of the world around us. I pray that this will indeed be a time of self-examination for us. I pray also that this will not become a time of self-flagellation. It's tempting. It's tempting to beat ourselves up and resolve to try harder to do better. It's tempting to focus on all this filled and splashing coffee, never turn the cup right side up. It's tempting for us to try to be our own savior with just a little more willpower. It's tempting because this desire comes from the tempter. Often we allow ourselves to be distracted by the temptation rather than exploring the invitation. For God doesn't tempt. God invites us to come and be satisfied in Him. God invites us to turn the mug over. Temptation comes when we seek to satisfy ourselves in something other than God. Satisfaction comes when we return to God. I invite you as we pray this litany together, as we journey through Lent together to consider the practice of welcoming prayer. In welcoming prayer, instead of rejecting or avoiding our negative feelings, anger, lust, anxiety, fear, and all of their friends, we invite these feelings to join us in the presence of God and teach us About ourselves. Perhaps something like this. When I feel anxiety, I might find a little space for prayer and invite anxiety to join me. Hello, anxiety old friend. Welcome. What news do you have for me? And anxiety might respond well, Rob. It seems that you're working and worrying very hard to impress other people. Do you feel far from love? You might have guessed, this is a conversation that I have regularly. I still don't like feeling anxious, and I don't intentionally invite anxiety over, but I am grateful. That anxiety comes and reminds me to turn away from the ways that I'm seeking my own worth and value in the opinions of others and instead be invited to return to the only one who can satisfy my need for love. I wonder what friends you might greet as we pray this evening and how they might invite you To know Jesus as the Christ, to know your identity as beloved, and to know the way of love. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.